You're listening to News Hub's Kitchen Cabinet, political insiders working for you, the voter. We follow the politicians' every move, not in a creepy way, so that you don't have to. Right, hello and welcome to the Kitchen Cabinet, a podcast from the News Hub politics team. My name is Tony Lyle and I'm joined here by the actual people who work on this podcast. I have Tober O'Brien here and Jenna Lynch and Anna bracewell Worrell in a car, I'm led to believe. Anna, where are you? Hi, I'm great. How are you? I'm very well. <laughs> the the question was where. <laughs> oh, where am I? But we're all happy to hear uh, that you're driving. great. <laughs> <laughs> we are driving back into Whangarei after I just did a live cross out at Marsden Point. Sounds very impressive. And I guess we'll start with you since we've got a little taste of where you are. I'm interested to know, uh, this week, over the last seven days, where have you been? And um, I'm, I notice it's, it's something you guys do here is you ask the favourite food of the week. And I'm also I'm very interested in that. So where have you been, Anna? And what have you been eating? What's the best highlight? <laughs> well, I've been all the way from Invercargill, which is the furthest south I've, south I've ever been, all the way up to Kirikiri. So it's been a week of travel, I'll tell you that. And my best food was... I know I said eggs on toast last week, so I'm going to switch it up and say bacon and eggs on toast. At the <laughs> Classics. And it, but, I mean, it was great in and of itself, but it was extra good because the night previous, I'd really badly timed my meal and I ended up arriving in Invercargill having had no dinner and everything being closed. Mm. And I found myself a vending machine. It took only coins. I ended up as a South Islander, I know that the South Island is a little bit slow, but there's gas stations open, mate. You can, there's, there's ways you can eat. It's Invercargill, not anything. Antarctica. Jesus. What did you get from the yeah, vending machine? Did you get the bacon and eggs from the vending I, machine? No, no, I had I had no coins, so I couldn't get anything from the vending machine. I just had this hot cho- hotel hot chocolate and bliss balls I found in my bag. <laughs> Well, from a real low to quite a high with the, ba- <laughs> with the bacon and eggs. What are we talking here? You got a full English? <laughs> the bacon and eggs the next morning were extra good because of my extremely sad dinner the night before. Well, it's, that's going to be uh, really hard to beat. Um, but, Jenna, we'll go to you now. Where have you been this week and, and what did you have? Was it better than a vending machine than bacon and eggs? Um, I did a double whammy trip to Nelson this week. So I started the week there on Monday and I've just um, got back from there as we speak. Uh, did a little bit of travel around South Auckland with Winston Peters. Um, the far-flung reaches of South Auckland. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, we did a good circuit out there, though. We did a little bit of Otara. We went. Manurewa, we went Onehanga and a few other places <laughs> um, with his big bad bus. Uh, food, I've got a disappointment of a food because I went to Pick's Peanut Butter today and I was so busy trying to find my FPOS card to buy a coffee that I actually forgot that we were at Dude. a delicious peanut butter factory. That's some of the best peanut butter in the country. Peanut butter, so, and that's peanut butter um, straight from the horse's mouth as well. It doesn't get better than that. Absolutely shameful behaviour for myself, so I don't even get a favourite food of the week. Well, I hate to break this to you, but the food so far has been massively disappointing. <laughs> yeah. no I'm so glad we're butter. doing this segment to open this. <laughs> to open Tova, you've really got to bring it home here because, well, quite frankly, it's been very poor. Mm, I'm going to kind of I'm going to kind of deja vu my food. So I ended last week um, when we when we finished recording our last podcast in, on the West Coast um, and I was throwing forward at our last podcast to the white bait fritter I was going to have. Mm-hmm. I had said 
white bait fritter in the last week um, in Hokitika, and damn, it was good. I had a microphone in one hand trying to eavesdrop on whatever Judith Collins was on about, shoving a white bait fritter <laughs> into my gob with the other, um, and then we had a white bait fritter chaser after Judith Collins went and got one from a place called Porky's. They are the most amazing white bait fritters, and then I washed it down with a cold spates from um, the Hokitika Right, it's rail, uh, rail, rail, railroad or railway hotel. You um, have brought that home with a fury <laughs> I have never known. <laughs> I really enjoyed myself. Yeah. I had a good time. Um, so yeah, the, the, my white bait fritter was probably the best thing. And then other than that, I've been sustaining myself on sugar-free V. And mm. as as we speak, knocking back this um, delicious warm Red Bull that our producer Sam brought for us. So there's been a lot of that Thanks, as Sam. sustenance this week. I touched the can um, before you, as I handed it over to you before, and it was piping hot as well. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing beats Red Bull soup. No, and, um, and, and beside the food, where have you been this week? Has it been a big week? Uh, it has been a really big week. I've been mostly um, kind of tethered to Auckland because we had the leaders' debate last night, which was just epic um, and also we had a poll on Sunday as well likewise epic I'm not one prone to hyperbole me um, <laughs> but two two big big kind of political moments for us on the campaign I went down to Wellington as well to do a, a newsroom Bell Gully panel with Guy and Espinet and Jane Clifton which was awesome it was a kind of extracurricular political activity but those guys are just absolute political idols of mine mm-hmm. um, journalistic idols so it was amazing to sit there and listen to them and um, pretend I knew what I was talking about well, amazing stuff. So many kilometres travelled already in the last week. But obviously the big thing that did happen, uh, in my eyes, was last night. I was here in Auckland. And uh, t- let's, 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 let's rip into it. Let's talk about the debate. What do you guys I, reckon? I am so giddy still. <laughs> I am so, it's nearly 24 hours on and I'm just so pumped. I've watched it twice now. I'm going to go home again tonight and watch it a third time. I will just be watching it every night for the duration <laughs> of the campaign. Um, they just brought it. You know, after the, the TVNZ leaders debate where Jacinda Ardern was quite low energy, and um, we talked about it before, that that was kind of her strategy not to, to spook the horses or upset the apple cart or um, any, any um, cliche you like. Um, but she just came to the party this time. She was fiery, she was fierce, so was Collins. They just they just brought their A game. And it was this incredible game of one-upmanship mm. as well in terms of the policy on the hoof. It was just, there was so much in there that for the next three years, Anna, Jenna and I are going to be able to hold these leaders <laughs> to account on. And you guys are obviously, you know about this politics stuff a lot more than I do. A lot of these they were making promises, saying, yes, I'll do that, yes, I'll do that, left, right and centre. Are they going to have to do this stuff? How does that work? Well, yes. They will, otherwise <laughs> they're going to have us going, why haven't you done it? Why haven't you done it? Why haven't you done it? Why haven't you done it for the next three years? A favourite thing of Jenna and Anna's to do. And Anna, mate, what was your what was your favourite promise of last night, actually? Um, I thought, I don't know if it was a favourite, but I thought it was really interesting Judith Collins saying she was going to claw back money from some of those companies that um, took the wage subsidies. Legislate to do it as well. so difficult to me. It's impossible. She will actually just end up getting the government sued. They will, she will not be able to do that. I wonder if these politicians risk I know. a bit of apathy, right? Like when they make these promises that are just impossible to keep, it's, the, it's the kind of playing into the thing that people don't like about politicians, right? She was, she was so mm-hmm. funny on that today, Anna. She's <laughs> just like, I don't know how I'm going to do it, <laughs> but I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, and then talking about how she'll do it is, is she'll, she'll call us up and get us around to these companies and, you know, get some some fire, you know, put some fire under them to just and just to have media pressure be enough to have them hand some money over. Okay. Yeah, because <laughs> that's worked. 
That's, I mean, those big companies that I don't think they've been paying that much attention to the coverage which has been enduring to date. Hey, anyway. I think you guys could do with, with a little bit more work, quite frankly. So it'll be it'll be good to see. And you you were there, Tova, as well. Is there any sort of moments behind the scenes? Can you talk, tell us something that happened that we wouldn't have seen watching on television that, that really stood out? I think it was interesting watching the two leaders um, in the ad breaks. Jacinda Ardern would always stay on stage. She didn't have um, many advisors or anything around her. She had a, her pollster there with her, who was kind of, I think, more the water lackey than anything else. Um, and she stayed on stage the whole time, whereas Judith Collins would kind of nip off to the side and had a couple more people that she was engaging with um, a couple of staffers there uh, that she was kind of, yeah, c- consulting with during. You thought Jacinda Ardern looked a bit nervous at the beginning, eh, Gina? I thought she looked nervous at the beginning, but way more relaxed by the time we got to the end of it. So on those ad breaks, she was whipping out her phone and taking selfies with the crowd. She was having some bants with Patty in the meantime sort of thing. But in, in those first couple, maybe it was the first ad break, she looked... Um, not herself. It was. It's hugely intimidating on that floor, though. Ooh. Like it is immense to go out there and to be in front of a crowd as well. You, you know, like that, who are just going to be judging your every word, and political reporters likewise judging your every word um, from here until the next election. What do they do? You know, they've just had a big stoush, right? They're sort of quite argumentative with each other. And then the air break comes. So they just, is, how, is it awkward? What's the story? They, they just weren't there? even making they didn't even eye contact. Each other. Oh. It was, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, do you remember Jacinda Ardern last week said, because um, we were maybe whipping up a bit of hysteria around the fact that Jacinda Ardern and not. No, we weren't. Um, Jacinda Ardern and Judith That sounds controversial. Um, We're both on the West Coast at the same time, (laughs) and I was terribly excited by the prospect of a clash of campaigns. But Jacinda Ardern said, you know, if our our force fields meet, there's not going to be some great explosion. But damn, she was keeping her force field away Mm. from Judith Collins' force field last night. There was an awesome (laughs) moment at the Hokitika um, airport on that same Friday, and their campaigns did actually clash. Finally, they were on the same flight um, as I was coming back to to Auckland. And Judith Collins is sat there with a jumbo sugar-free Coca-Cola can, and Jacinda Ardern walks in, and they're just absolute. It's a tiny airport, mm. just pretending that the other isn't there. <laughs> and that's how they were last night on the debate as no, well, right? No, I don't want to be grim, but they. Are they both allowed to be on the same plane at the same time? Is that what, what if there's some sort of tragic accident? Is that allowed? Who's going to lead us? Both these people are gone. It's a very good point. Winston Peters is the deputy prime minister. Ah, uh, yes, right. Winston Peters. That makes sense. I don't think it doesn't. It wouldn't go. Like, that, rush that, through some it. legislation which makes the deputy prime minister prime minister for life. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, you just got to know these things. There might be someone out there listening who thought, "I really need to know that." Um, I'd like to get in it. What, what do you reckon? What was sort of a highlight? And, and, and I'm not particularly thinking politically, but like, was there a moment that stood out to you when you thought? I'm going to remember that for ages. That was either funny or memorable, or, or what was a moment for you that really stuck out? And if there wasn't one? Well, for me, fine. yeah. Well, for me, a really cool moment was seeing it snow in Invercargill. Personal <laughs> highlight for me. And it happened <laughs> it started snowing on me just as Jacinda Ardern left this walkabout that was supposed to be a site visit, but it was pouring with rain. And, and just as she walked out to get back in the van, I noticed a little bit of uh, white stuff on my coat. Whoa. And I was like, <laughs> this is getting very controversial. <laughs> Anna! Anna, you need to think about what you say next. <laughs> like, you brought the calves and the weird suckling last week. <laughs> my apologies. But anyway, all the locals were like discussing whether it was snow or not because they're like, is it sleet? Is it snow? Anyway, mm. to me, it was definitely snow and it was definitely a campaign highlight. Very cool. Um, a weird 
kind of intense moment for me was Winston Peters' audio speech, definitely the most controversial speech that I've seen. Oh, yeah. This was him last Friday having a go on the sort of one law for all, um, you know, had a go, quite a personal attack actually on some of the protesters at Ihumata, Panya Newton and whatnot. It seemed to be kind of an attempt to galvanise some support, but it kind of just seemed to fizzle out. Mm, What do you guys think? I I think you're you're 100% right. He tried to do a Don Brash and it worked for Don Brash um, back in 2004, uh, but I just don't think. I mean, you you made the point in your piece to camera, and your analysis was spot on that it's just mm. not a message for these times. You know, like it doesn't mm. necessarily work in 2020 to go out there and and um, for want of a better term, race bait. You know, and and I don't know if mm. it, it worked for Winston Peters. It was kind of he had a week of classic Petersisms, didn't he? <laughs> with the Ottawa speech, the Ottawa Mark II, and then again with this SFO thing. The um, attack is the best form of defence kind of move by taking the SFO to court and trying to injunct them, etc. You know, it's just classic Winston. He's, he's got his back up against the wall. He is struggling. He's on 1.9% in the polls, which is just nothing. The new Conservatives overtook him in our poll, um, and he's just trying absolutely anything to try and get back across the line. Interestingly, um, how many days are we from the election now? 16. 16 days from the election, uh, New Zealand First updated its website today and put some policy on there, which was a very exciting moment for them. <laughs> was it a cut and paste from yeah. 2017's <laughs> website policy, which is a cut and paste of 2014's and 2011's? And hey, clip art can be hard to do. Right? <laughs> you remember there was that stretch of about six months when New Zealand First just didn't have a website? And oh. it's, like its website rental had lapsed and no one had renewed it, and it was just <laughs> invalid for, like, six months. All the while he was telling us that he was going to circumvent the media and just do social because it was the future, etc., and he couldn't even get his website up. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. Hey, it can certainly be tricky. I, and I appreciate that, and I just want to bring this up. I was actually asking about the debate, but it was good to hear about the snow. I love to hear how it is. <laughs> Down in the South Island. Um, I might even have another crack. Would you like to talk about the debate at all? Is there anything that stood out for you there? Yeah, well, the debate was really interesting to me because I thought that they were really quite evenly matched this time. Mm. It was really enjoyable as a viewer. I watched it in quite a weird, disjointed way because I was actually on a flight from 7.30 heading up north here. So I watched kind of the tail end of the debate, which is where it was the most fiery and quite intense. And there was a lot of talking over each other, particularly Collins, Mm. getting in there quite a lot. And then I went back and watched it from the beginning. And... I just thought it was it was great, and they were so well matched, and I thought they just both performed really well. That's what I loved about it too. It was just uh, and, and just the, the I mean, yeah, it was just fireworks. It was just so dynamic and energetic and sharp and smart and funny. Um, and yeah, I've never seen them like that with each other. I actually think I have um, nail marks slash bruises in my leg because I was sitting oh, yeah, next to Toba. <laughs> and any time one of them would start talking over the other one, I just felt this like grip of my leg. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> they, they were doing it to me too. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, Jenna, that's a perfect time to bring, bring you in, I guess. Well, let's talk about your experience of it. How did you find it? Uh, and I'd love to get something like behind the scenes. What, is there anything that you saw going on that, uh, that you can share oh, with us? You will be used to this, but the behind the thing, scenes thing that really freaked me out was um, Sam Smith was mm. doing uh, oh, the yeah. ad breaks. The warm-up the stuff. <laughs> the warm-up. awesome. He was so funny. He was so great, but... God, he gets close to the wire of being on telly, and I think he maybe even made it on at one point. Um, <laughs> yeah, Sam's giving us a, a thumbs up, Sam producer. Someone, someone didn't tell him, or maybe the floor manager didn't tell him, or maybe he just didn't shut up in time, but he was giving me <laughs> the most intense butterflies. I could hear the countdown. I'm used to it from live television. I'm like, shut up, dude! <laughs> especially, given that, there. especially given that some of the content he was talking about was like, now it's time for we need to do a documentary, Patrick Gower on meth. <laughs> <laughs> and it was getting some of the content was getting pretty close to the wire, and pretty close to the wire on telly. Boss about being on Tinder or something. There was some wild stuff I don't know if he realised that it was our general manager that he was talking to, our soon-to-be um, CEO. I don't know if he realised it was him when he was having a crack about how he was on Tinder during the debate. Well, that is amazing stuff. As someone, I've, I have done crowd warm up for various shows, and I, I can tell you, you can barely see them, and you can't see who you're talking to because there's lights. So you can be asking people stuff. And, I, and I've done it. I've done crowd warm up for seven days, and was once ripping into someone, and I said, "What do you do for a job?" At the end, and it turns out they were the head of HR at MediaWorks. <laughs> And you never came back. Yeah. So, so it's always risky, but it is, it is great. That's a sort of thing that you, you don't even really think about when you are watching a show. What are they doing in the air breaks? Turns out there's a man there, or a woman, yelling at them, trying to get them to laugh to keep them engaged. Yeah. I think one of the other um, surprising things about the debate itself was um, how much they agreed on in that quick fire mm. round at the end. Um and the fact that both of them only eat meat twice, twice a, a week. week. Like, are they even Kiwis? Yeah. Oh, I call rubbish on that. I call rubbish <laughs> on that as well. I was sitting next to Lisa at Rural Raymer and I don't think I've ever seen anyone go as white and shocked. She just couldn't handle that. <laughs> It's not much, is it? It's five days. That's five days of eating. I'm not sure if it's fish count in the end. I couldn't understand. It, uh, yeah, I couldn't really that. understand that either. I think. I think the upshot was it did. Mm, Paddy Gard did a great job, but he didn't get to the bottom of that fish. <laughs> well, that's meat. the critical critical question that was there hanging <laughs> over the debate. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it a, a lot. I thought you did very well, Tova. I'll say that uh, when I watched it. There was an amazing moment. I want to say this. This is, this is not funny. This is a sincere moment. I've got a, a little daughter, and I was watching it, and I thought to myself, where have you ever seen a stage over the course of the night where I think there was six women on the stage and only one man across awesome, the man. course? Of, it, was, I was, yeah. it, it didn't register for ages, and then I thought, this is amazing. I don't know if I've ever seen something like this in a political event like this in New Zealand before. Yeah, I was. I, I, some um, a journalist came up to a, my boss afterwards. A commentator came up to my boss and asked, "Was that you know by design?" And she called it. No, we were looking for a great. We thought, who was the who's a great right wing commentator? Who's a great left wing commentator? Who's a great commentator who can speak to Maori issues? Um, and that was who we got. There was no kind of by design get women or women on. Um, it was just these are the best people for the job and I kind of was maybe a bit sore that this person had pointed it out like that but actually it was yeah it was really awesome and it was great to have two leaders who were women out there mm. and then to be able to mull it over with three brilliant women. It was a really special moment um, today with Jacinda Ardern on the campaign actually and this woman brought up her two young daughters who were just besotted um, but they were were 
so enthralled with the idea of a female being their leader. And the mum was almost in tears just saying, thank you so much for being such a great role model, um, someone for our daughters to look up to. The other thing was um, one of our producers was saying her daughter said that, uh, said to her sometime lately that, asked her when the last time we had a male Prime Minister was. There's no living memory of that. (laughs) Um, We could probably move on. Unless there's anything else you guys would like to say about the debate before we rip into... um... I think I'm just really, 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 really intrigued to see what it will do in the polls because Judith Collins has kind of been failing to get that that traction that she so desperately needs. Um, And it was interesting doing our poll interview with her, actually, if I can kind of pivot onto the poll a bit, but she was was a different woman compared to our last poll interview. So the last poll was back in July and she went full-blown on the attack, was calling it rogue. I thought that came across as as really desperate because, um, you know, she was trying to undermine the poll when it was actually just a a legit poll. National had been in the absolute doldrums that week with all the various scandals and leadership changes and things. Um, Whereas this time, this poll interview, even though she, we do like a little one-on-one, it was after a run around at the Clevedon markets over the weekend and even though the numbers still aren't good for her, she was just focusing on the positive for the first time. And I thought that that was probably a reflection of her. She was still at kind of giddy highs after the last leaders debate, which she, she won. <clears throat> and she, you know, was, was kind of really buoyed by that. Um, but she was just focusing on the positive, focusing on the fact that they are just going to work really hard until the election rather than just rubbishing things and lashing out. So I thought that was kind of an impressive move from Judith Collins. And I think we saw that in the debate as well, just a, kind of focusing on the positive, trying to show other sides of herself as well, but also still being the, the kind of crusher that we um, mm. that we, we know and have come to expect. And talk to me about this Cleveland market situation. What was she buying up? Was it sort of a hot sauce everything, or cheese? Everything, bro. <laughs> like, she, she, she brought every The first thing, she started with sausage, um, and then she brought some cherry juice, and then cherry she got juice. some tomatoes. Uh, yeah, it's good. It helps you sleep, but she assured the woman that she doesn't have any trouble sleeping at night. Um, and yeah, she bought she bought things from almost every single uh, stand. A, a flat white. Um, what else? Uh, some radishes. Um, this is the most rogue grocery shop. <laughs> Steal her shopping list. I was there with her. She was. Oh, it was classic. She was pissing down with rain, horizontal rain, and Judith Collins just rocks up, like head to toe in blue National Party branded gears. She had a National Party cap and a National Party coat and National Party Judith Collins jute bag and a blue scarf. Um, but she was rocking it, mm. and they loved her there. A lot of people um, talking about one woman who kind of looked uncannily like her came up to her as I finished your book last night at midnight. You're such an inspiration um, and just absolute adoration from from the good people of the Clevedon Markets. Well, I guess speaking of the good people, I'd like to hear, you guys have obviously been beating the street. You've been out there, all three of you, meeting all sorts of people. Is there, Let's talk about the fans, the people of New Zealand. Have you come across any good characters uh, this week, Jenna? Uh, my favourite character this week is a... I was out with Winston Peters in a mall and this little 14-year-old... Um, very intelligent 14-year-old rocked up to him and started asking him about farming policy. I asked him a couple of questions. He said he was a, a farmer's kid from up in Kitty Kitty. He was really worried about the way that um, this current government had 
implemented agriculture policies, but he was genuinely interested in Winston's response. And I just thought that is so cool from mm. someone that is not yet able to vote, but so interested in policy. And mm. I was stoked, stoked about it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what about you, Anna? You're down there. Well, God knows where you've been. It sounds like everywhere. But you must have come across some gems when you're not fighting with vending machines. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I actually think that Jenna's right, and Winston Peters gets the funniest reaction because he's so recognisable, and yet obviously so many people aren't voting for him. And so <laughs> people are drawn to him, and they want to start talking to him. And so frequently, oh my gosh, the number of people that talk to him about his appearance. And the number of mammoths that tell him how handsome he is. Oh, <laughs> he will be loving of, that. <laughs> I mean, he is a very good-looking man, let's be like, honest. You look, also, okay. the number of people that are like, you look better <laughs> in real life. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Pretty cruel. Um, and then they very often go, but I'm voting for Jacinda. Yeah. But I'm voting that. <laughs> how does he respond to that? Um, he doesn't. He doesn't really react. He just gives his classic grin and kind of moves on. It's so brutal. Or, or it's... he, or he does that line that's like you know, but you know who brings the stability, or you know who reigns them in, or whatever. You got two votes by his after endurance. That was what, what was that, Jenna? <laughs> <laughs> I've just said it so many times. It was it was a bang on impression. A very fun impression. It just seems so unnecessary to all. You, you didn't need to add the last bit about you not voting for him. You could just say, "Hey, you look great," and I'll see you later. There's no there's no need to diss him right to his face. Yeah, that's, oh, that's right. Tough fun though, isn't it? Toby, there must be a character for you. Uh, maybe I'll give it to Judith Collins' doppelganger because she was just so inspired and so happy um, and I haven't seen a lot of that with Judith Collins. Maybe that's just um, emblematic of the fact that I haven't been on the road with her as much as Jacinda Ardern. So it was kind of cool just to see a bit of fangirling over Judith Collins as well as Ardern because the, the last couple of weeks when I've been with the Prime Minister there is just that really intense mobbing that we saw in your story again tonight, Jenna, when the Prime Minister was in Nelson. Um, you made the point that she can't go two centimetres without being mobbed by another crowd, you know, and that's really what it's like. So it was it was good to see Judith Collins getting a bit of love as well. Nice to share it around a bit. Uh, so I think it's an important question to ask you all, and it is something I'm told you do every week. Who won the week? Uh, let's go around and see who you guys think won the week. Anna? My winner of the week is the end-of-life choice referendum because we published our poll results this week, including our polling on the referendums, and it looks like that euthanasia referendum is going to pass quite easily the referendum on legalising um, recreational use of cannabis, not so much, still really struggling to get across the line. It's been pretty consistently more um, no votes than yes votes. But mm. that euthanasia referendum has been the opposite. Consistently, people have been in favour of, of that bill passing, and it looks like that that has just solidified over time. All right. Yeah, agreed. All right, Jenna, you're up. Uh, well, firstly, I have to apologise for my last week's winner of the week because I made a massive oversight and I actually want to reneg and give it to Grant Robertson for all of the fiscal holding mm. um, that he held over the National Party. So I'm whipping that out of Judith Collins' hands and... Grant Robertson gets last week's winner and of the week. An almighty U-turn from Jenna Marie Lynch. Oh, I do them every now and then. Um, and this week's winner of the week, I'm going to give it to Ardern. Uh, she brought it in that debate. Um, she took the feedback that the last one was too dull. She went as far as she 
could go without looking too snippy. I think Judith Collins went too far. Mm. Um, the the deer thing, the naive thing, <laughs> What's that deer? really got under my skin. I hated that. Um, and I think patronising. Yeah, I, I think Ardern did it in a in a much more classy way. And Tova, round at home. Round at home, that's not really a saying. Tova, <laughs> do your thing. Nailed it. <laughs> I am going to plagiarise myself from the six o'clock uh, news and say that the voters won the week because that debate was just so bloody brilliant. Um, I felt like we came out of it a lot more informed. We had a better sense of the two leaders. I think people will go to the, the ballot box um, with just that much more information um, to, to make an informed decision on October the 17th or actually in a couple of days' time when advance um, polling open. So I will give the win to the voters and I will give the loser of the week to Paul Goldsmith. <clears throat> and I'm going to double down on this because Mike McRoberts just told me at a thing that they were at today um, which Mike was chairing, that Paul Goldsmith said, the girls are being really hard on me at the moment. The girls? <clears throat> the girls, yeah. So, Goldie, uh, you ain't seen nothing yet, baby. Come on, mate. You want to be the finance minister. So, Ridiculous. yeah, Goldie gets the loser of the week, though. He did have quite a good quip today. Was it a good quip? I don't know. But on the on the nose about Winston Peters, what did he say? He said it might be the last time you stay, see him alive, yeah, I that's think. that's not a good quip. That's a bad quip. No, I think, I, yeah, I think it was um, tone deaf. You don't joke about someone dying, mate. Yeah, and on that happy note, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll just reflect again on those those poll interviews. Jacinda Ardern changing her language a bit as well, talking um, for the first time about how it would be easier to govern it alone. Um, she hasn't really done that in the past, at risk of looking um, at the risk of looking arrogant. But this time, she was kind of saying, "Well, it would be easier to have a mandate for the recovery," is how she's kind of trying to frame it. But she's basically saying, "I'll get." shit done if you just vote us in and we don't have to deal with Winston Peters um, or the Greens. So I suspect she probably, if she is given the the option, if she does somehow, if Labour does um, win with a majority, I think she probably will still bring the Greens in mm. for a bit of consensus. That's that's my pick. Totally agree with Tova. <laughs> She's so smart and intelligent. Mm-hmm. And that's right. those, those are two words that mean the same thing. <laughs> and you get your race. <laughs> and, and I don't know, where, where are you now? Have you, have you travelled far in the car? Yeah, I've, I've left the car and I've just entered um, the debate for the Whangarei candidates tonight. It's actually, I don't know where I am. It's <laughs> <laughs> building in Whangarei. loving pretty swish setup. Are you in there the right place? Here. Yes, we're definitely in the right place. Um, we've just walked past a stall selling Labour T-shirts, so I think we are in the <laughs> I'm so excited about this because it, by the time um, our podcast goes up tomorrow morning, this will have happened, but um, it'll be one to watch for people because Dr Shane Reti is going to be there, isn't he? And it's the first time really we've spoken to him about his uh, leadership ambition, so I'm very, very, very intrigued to hear more from Dr Shane um, about how, he's go- how and when he's going to roll Judith Collins. And if they're selling Good merchandise luck. there... If you- and such an unexpected character because he's so unassuming and quite softly spoken, but very quietly harboring this deep ambition to be leader of the Labour Party. Deep ambition. <laughs> and if they're selling some merchandise there, put me up one of those national windbreakers, would you? They look like they do a great job. Yeah. <laughs> Judith Collins' jute bag. Yeah, it'd be a real treat. All right, well, that is us, and we'll leave you uh, with a lol, lull, and WTF from a very special guest. Well, hi, I'm David Seymour, and. Uh, this- hey, David. David, it's Jenna. How are you? Hey, good, thanks. I am just wondering, what is your lull moment of the week? My lull moment? 
um, probably uh, Winston Peters claiming that he was vindicated by a result that he desperately tried to suppress. What about a lull? Uh, a lull was uh, Labour threatening to use the Commerce Commission to investigate industries for political gain. I, I actually think that weaponising the Commerce Commission uh, is a low point. Reasonably nerdy lull. <laughs> and, <laughs> and a WTF moment, and you can't say being named as Deputy Prime Minister by Judith Collins. <laughs> um, look, I, I have to say one of them, which is probably last week, is when I realised it's minus six degrees when you jump out of a plane and uh, that was something I, I should have thought of but yeah. and, uh, and then the next thing that happened I thought I'd got away from the cameras and it turned out another guy jumped with us and he had a, a GoPro with him so uh, that was definitely uh, one time when Whiskey Tango Foxtrot uh, passed my lips This has been News Hub's Kitchen Cabinet Podcast like and subscribe on Spotify Apple or wherever you get your podcasts for more visit www.newshub.co.nz slash podcasts